When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. When I go to Sacramento, I will pump up Sacramento. 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 Turner Sparks just got married and has moved home to America after 12 years living in China. Sir Michael Ira Kaplan has two kids, a wife, a job, and has spent his entire life in the USA. Neither one can figure their country out. This is Lost in America. Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode 28 of Lost in America. Gosh darn it. My name's Turner Sparks. <laughs> Gosh darn it. You've gotten extra Drentel since I, I saw you. What's uh, your name? Oh, I have to say my name? Yes. That's how you were only 28 episodes in. That's oh, the way this I works. there was like a person who did that for us. Uh, Kaplan. It, Michael Kaplan. Ira Kaplan the first. The first. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Numero just, uno. Yes. Everybody, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Turner B Sparks. You can find Kaplan at M I Kaplan Eleven. <laughs> What's the eleven for? Why are we doing it? Eleven. Oh, you know why eleven is? Obviously, Tim Tebow, our Lord and Savior. Oh, wore number eleven for the Philadelphia Eagles for that a brilliant preseason camp he had. <laughs> A few years ago, he was dominating preseason. For our, we, we, everyone was talking about him going to take over the league, and then we cut him. Yes. And ever since we cut him, the Philadelphia Eagles fell apart. You don't mess with Jesus. You don't mess He's with... He's now playing baseball for the New York Mets in their mind league system. Very smart signing. Bet on the Mets to win the World Series. Little tip, because you, they have Jesus on their side. Wow. The former yep. football player is now playing baseball. Very yes. Michael Jordan. No, yep. Michael Jordan played basketball. Okay. Well, then he played baseball, yes. Yeah, sort and of. he... Didn't have Jesus, but so uh, for our post, our, the first words out of your mouth post Easter pod is you're saying someone else is our Lord and Savior besides Jesus Christ. Um, well, yes, but Tim Tebow, I think, is like, <laughs> he's like Je- Jesus is like, uh, what's the word? Conduit, he's the new one. All right, well, on the pod today, we have a fantastic comedian. This yes. guy's uh, he's hilarious, Rob yeah. Stocks. I don't feel like being funny today, so I could use someone to carry us. Listen, we lay back. He does the he does the heavy he's doing lifting. heavy comedy lifting. <laughs> yeah, all right. Rob's a great comedian. Uh, Rob, you know from the Lantern. Rob and I met each other in China. He was living in Taiwan, doing the same thing in Taiwan that I was doing over in mainland, starting the comedy scene there. He's a Canadian mm-hmm. comic. He's lived around the world. He has insane stories. He lived in Alaska working in a mine or something. I'm not sure. We're going to find out, but oh. uh, stick around for that. He's great. Good pre-interview process he did there. Found yeah. out he might have worked in a mine or something. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. good. So, uh, yeah, that's going to be good. And uh, should we just get straight into let's Lost get, in America? Yeah, let's go. Where we, we got a heavy for? pod today. Play the music. So lost in okay. So I was at church on Easter, a couple Good day days to go ago. To church. Good day to go to church. It was Busy packed, day. by yeah. the way. Yeah, you gotta love these fair weather Easter fans. <laughs> these fair weather Christians. Yeah, well, it's, they heard the pod. They you, felt bad. You double. You know what it is? Kind of. It's kind of like open house at school. Like I don't know. It's like that. You double your amount of uh, users or whatever right. you call them. Is that the typical Christian thing? Like Easter is like the day, the one day that almost bigger. Yeah, Easter and Christmas are the two days when everybody shows up. So, what's the ratio on people who show up normally on a Sunday? Like, how many people are there normally on a Sunday morning? It doubles Doubles. for the big holidays. So, you guys are better off though uh, than the Jews. Why? Because the Jews, like nobody goes to Friday night or Saturday morning services, and then we have a couple big holidays: Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur. Yeah, I'm sure we'll have pods about them one day. Sure, not to spoil it. Yeah, 
But every every Jew in town shows up to them. They all want to get out of school, get out of work. There's like it's like more than double. It's like a hundred times. But it's on a weekday. It's yeah, usually. Well, it says it's on whatever day the the, the stars uh, align. Well, see, this is a Sunday morning. Oh, so yeah, you got to go. Not everyone wants to get up. So, so anyway, but what I want to tell you. So what they do, if you're not familiar, is um, you do communion. They do it every week. But uh, you don't have, they don't necessarily do it every week. Some churches do, some don't. You get away from it, right? But on Easter, it's a big deal. You get bread. You get a Ooh, loaf, bread. there's a loaf of bread, and they, they, car- they pull off little loaves of bread. It symbolizes uh, when Jesus did his, uh, his communion, where he took his disciples and he gave them all bread, and he said, This is my body, eat it. And then uh, he gave them wine, he said, This is my blood, you can drink it, right? Right. Yeah, I paid that. attention last week. Exactly. So, <laughs> what they did, first time ever in my life, my church in Brooklyn, um, they offered, uh, they, they, they said, the community's coming around, here's the bread. And they said, well, also, for those of you who don't like bread, we have a gluten-free option. You don't like bread? Whatever. Who can't eat bread? Right. We have a gluten-free body of Christ option. I mean, that's... There's nothing more American than, I, than I've ever seen. That, that's it, the most Brooklyn thing I've ever heard. We might as well cancel the podcast <laughs> right now, because there's no... You that, have found the epicenter of America. This is like peak America. America. Yeah. This is peak lost in America. Is it a big piece of bread? You have to, how much bread do you have to eat? I mean, it's not a meal. Right. Is it's it, an hors d'oeuvre size. Like a baguette? Or no, it's like a little like piece you get when you're at a restaurant, a little piece cut up. It's like, yeah, when you're getting hors d'oeuvres at a wedding, and you know they might have like a Ritz cracker, and then they throw like an olive and a little slice of piece of bread on top. Yeah. About that size. Oh, my. So I'm, look. Don't skip breakfast is what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah. You know, like, there's like um, 3% of the population, I think, has celiac disease. What's that? Which means you can't eat gluten. Oh, okay. But I'm... But I, I could be wrong, but I think even those 3% could eat that size bread. I don't think anything would happen. Well, Squeaky Wheel gets the grease over at my church because those 3% are controlling well, the those entire like, church. What's happened is a whole trend in this country where I think 25% of people think they're allergic to gluten. It's like the or, cool new allergy to have. Yeah. It's so, gluten. There's a new one every couple of years. Yeah, so everybody's gluten-free now. It was Atkins, and now it's gluten and whatever. Everybody, What's the next thing? The peanut allergy? That was the last one, right? Well, that's still going. Is yeah. that still going strong? That's, I mean, I can't, when I pack lunches for the kids, not only are you not allowed to pack nuts, you're not allowed to pack anything that was made in a nut facility. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, they, and they, and they, will send it, they will take your food out, and they will shame you. They won't let the kids eat. Like, the kids don't eat if they pack something by mistake. <laughs> and the that's other what we're moving. People announce it with this sense of pride. Oh, I'm gluten free. Right. I'm allergic. My body sucks. Yeah, yeah. My you're body, basically admitting you're like it's effective. My body can't handle bread. Yeah, a basic <laughs> of human. My life. body can't handle me being in a, like poor or like prison or whatever. <laughs> like where that's where they would feed me. To. I know, and they 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 announce it to the whole room. There was no gluten free people in the gulags. No, like, they gave you like one piece of bread for the day. You ate it. You were fine. How are you going to survive anything if your body malfunctions <laughs> and falls apart at the sight of the body of Christ? Bread. Yeah. And no matter what diet you're on, unless you're an extreme, you can always have a cheat day. If you can't make Easter your cheat day. And if, yeah, yeah exactly. Like if you're a Christian, how can Easter not be a cheat day? Yeah. And if, what would you do if Jesus came back now? You're like, I'm sorry, Jesus. They should have tested the people and been like, here, you can either eat the bread or you can eat matzah. And then if you eat matzah, we're just going to yell. You're out of here. Go down the street yeah, to the yeah. synagogue. Oh my God. That's, that's what's happened though. We're, we should open up a gluten-free bakery. That's what I'm you should. I'm not opening up a gluten-free. <laughs> That's anything. the next world's going. No, the next billion. Okay, billion-dollar idea. Next one, and I, maybe I should say this because yeah. we're doing segments now. But just yeah. to top it off. Save it for the billion idea. We figure out whatever the next cool allergy to have is. The next cool allergy, yeah. And then we open up a business for that. And the thing is, this is like not even. It's like a mix of an allergy and a health food thing, where people think like if something's gluten-free, like a muffin or something, it's somehow healthier. But yeah, it but still can have tons of sugar. Yes. It doesn't mean anything. Yeah. So people a, are, a Tootsie Pop is gluten-free. Doesn't, I mean, I think. I don't know. I, uh, doesn't like mean chips. you got to be... You need to go to a Mexican restaurant, and you can have, like, corn chips. They should be gluten-free. See? So, you know, you could travel. You, go, you, can have, you can't have a, a, a wafer, but you can have a, exactly. a Tootsie Pop. All right. Tootsie Pop's for Easter. So we got a big pot, so let's move it along. All right. But um, they... Okay, a couple... Oh, a couple... Um, a couple shout-out, a couple plugs. Yeah, I got a couple plugs. One is, uh, let's see, April twenty sixth. I'm gonna be. I'm in Mexico. I'm gonna be gone. Right. My wife. We're gonna be hanging out down there, trying to get her over the wall. Right. Uh, Building a ladder to exactly get maybe 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 some Air Jordans or some pump it ups (laughs) if she can jump over. Uh, But um, the Kung Fu Comedy guys, we have a bunch of our favorites. Uh, Misha Han from the Pod. Okay. 
Gus Tate from the pod, Joe Schaefer from the pod, Matt Davis from the pod. All of them are going to be at the New York Comedy Club doing our Kung Fu Comedy Show on April 26th. Okay. So get your tickets to that. Also, I'm going to run through a couple more dates. I'm at the Fairfield Comedy Club in Fairfield, Connecticut with Joe Garricks on May 13th. May 23rd, I am at the um, Throckmorton Theater in San Francisco, in Mill Valley, outside of San Francisco. Come to that. And May 24th, I'm headlining the Sacramento Punchline Comedy Club. All right. Cap? That's that's like a lot to keep up with. That's a lot to keep up with. April 19th to April 30th, Tribeca Film Festival. Tribeca Film Festival, baby. Go check it out if you live in New York. Yeah. You might find me. What do you recommend? Any movies? Reservoir Dogs is going to be a a screening of Reservoir Dogs. Is there? There's going to be a screening of The Godfather. But, I mean, you know. Is Bob going to be there? I No comment. I can't comment on his schedule. Oh, you can't comment on his schedule? All right. Uh, All right. Should we get to Ents? Let's get to Ents. Ents is an app, baby. (laughs) I actually just met with them. That should be their new slogan. I met with um, the the, team. The team. A late night meeting. We had a late night meeting with them last night. Powwow. Big powwow. Big powwow. (laughs) Meeting of the minds. And they, they ran us through all the new stuff. It's actually really cool now. I'm Ensing a lot. And um, it's they have a stop start button just like WeChat. Yeah, the button guys. is now more intentional. You hold it exactly. And like it's something like you hold up to like the way you don't hold old dictaphone or something. You're not gonna ins on accident, right? You're gonna you know when you're, you're not gonna D'Angelo Russell uh, uh, a thought exactly. And then also what I found is cool is that there's a delete button. So if you end something you don't like it, you can always delete it. That's a new feature you couldn't delete before, right? And no. then it connects directly to Twitter, so you can tweet out any ideas or thoughts. So Yeah, so maybe I'm going to stop tweeting and start answering. Stop tweeting, start answering. Rob Stocky on the pod. Let's get to it. Let's bring him in. Come on in, Rob. Back with our guest, Rob Stocky. Rob, what's going on, man? Welcome. Hey, how are you? Good to be here. Welcome to the podcast. Yeah, speaking of uh, scraping the bottom of the barrel. Yeah. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. It took us 28 episodes to get to Rob Stocky. Hey, Rob, it's worth the you, wait. When did you come to New York? Uh, about five months ago, like end of November. In a, okay, so a few months after me. So, so Rob's so, one of the few people who is more lost in America than I am. I find that hard to believe. No, because we were just, I was just drinking iced tea, and Rob, what'd you ask me? You asked, what yeah, is Yeah, I didn't up? even, I don't know, because you, you know, you haven't been here since you were, what, 22, but I didn't even have 22 years. I just, I have nothing. Just straight out of where? five months in America. Well, from Taiwan, and then Australia before that, and then Canada for my first 28 hey, years. And you never saw an iced tea? <laughs> we have iced tea, but then when I got, I asked for an iced tea here, they just gave it to me, and it was like, this is just tea, but really cold. What? Yeah, but what's iced tea? <laughs> Wait, what's iced tea in Canada? Iced tea is like this really sugary, magical drink. I think you guys call it sweet tea here. Yes, mm. it's what they sell in uh, <laughs> Dirty Dixie, which uh, I think they outlawed that once once we won the war. That's a good drink. When the North won the it's war. It's just like lots of sugar, is that what you mean? Just You're talking about iced tea with sugar. We have like sugar. Nest, you guys know Nest Tea? Yeah, it's gross. No, it's, it's amazing. Like, they have it at all fast food places in, in Canada. It's, it's like a it's, it's an a Canadian option. national yeah. drink. Nesty. <laughs> and you it's go like to ginger your... ale, orange crush, you know, Pepsi Coke, and then Nesty iced tea at everything Sprite. And then do you ever do the mix? Oh yeah. Is yeah. there an Arnold Palmer with that where it gets even sweeter? Do Arnold... they have golf in Canada? <laughs> yeah. We just... Wait, what do you call the mix? You call them suicides? Uh, when you do a little of each, I think. What do they call that? They call it like fucking jungle juice or something. Jungle juice. We have jungle juice, but that's like a. That's a like drink a with like booze and like roofies. Okay, in a, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's in a trash expression. can at yeah. a frat party. Yeah, it's like pink. It's like it's like to attract like a little trap in the wild. No, it's, it was swamp water. <laughs> uh, like, it's like, like a bear it's trap. A, yeah, it's a bear it's trap. It's what Kaplan and Tyler Sparks had at their <laughs> college parties. I plead the fifth. Statue of limitations. University. No, this is the nineties. This is before it was bad. Oh, you're right. It wasn't illegal then. Yeah. 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 Back, so, back in the day. <laughs> back anyway, when they didn't outlaw Moving fun. on. Yeah. Oh, those hippies. So, um, okay. So then, wait. So what did you... So you didn't have iced tea. No. We, yeah, we called it swamp water. That's what it was when you mixed them all. Oh, okay. That's what it was when you mixed all the things. What did you call iced tea? What we call iced tea. I, no, we just don't drink that. Just no one? No, you just have sweet tea. And I worked at a restaurant in, uh, in Ottawa, and a lot of American hockey teams would come through because it was attached to a hotel. And they would always ask for an iced tea, and we'd give it to them. They'd be like, "What the fuck is this?" And they'd like, spit it out. Yeah, and they like they just want tea with ice in it. I'm like, yeah. "Well, we got to make it and make it hot, and then put." <laughs> I think like, it's. I'm not doing that. It's probably because of the Commonwealth 
being members because in England they're appalled by iced tea. They're like they take by tea it? very seriously. Ah. Tea is like, you know, Hot tea time. Tea. Hot tea, right. So iced tea, they just find it like I remember once an English person said to me, iced tea was like boiling coke. Like it's, <laughs> it's, a, it's a, it was like appalling to have iced tea. They, the concept made him angry. Hell, hell, hell. So, yeah, I should have done my English accent when I do that. But no. So maybe just That's can, my English accent, Canada's a little closer to England. They the Queen still uh, has some power there. Yeah, it must Has have say. its way down, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. We and so do. if you're going to do it, you throw sugar in it. And then maybe that's how they got it. You guys didn't conquer the South at any point, did you? No. We're <laughs> South just... of what? America? America. <laughs> well, no, because <laughs> Southerners, they drink ice, they drink uh, sweet tea. How would Canada have conquered the South? How do you well, know? I don't know. I'm a little sketchy on my <laughs> history. Like when do you think a... Canada became a country? Not sure. <laughs> <laughs> the South of Canada, but, you know. <laughs> Right. And then, okay, so then you were living in Canada. Yeah. And didn't you live in a... Where in Canada? Are you just so you... Oh, yeah. Uh, Eastern Ontario, like, small town called Pembroke. Just a fucking 14,000 people. Like, nothing. Yeah, so... All right, so did you start doing... Because you're uh, a comedian here in New York, which you were saying earlier. Yeah. But um, you started in Canada, and then you moved to Australia? Yeah. For comedy? No, I followed a girl. Nice. Mm. Yeah, followed a girl. We what? broke up in Canada, and then she left and kept talking. So you stalked her? Yeah. She, she moved to Australia to get away from you, and you just I showed up. And I was like, showed up. Honey, I'm here. You can't get away. It's <laughs> a really long flight. <laughs> Wait, did you break up with her? Uh, yeah. Oh, I broke up with her, and she left. Shout out. Yeah. <laughs> Shout and out it. to her. Okay, and then you're like, oh, bad mistake. I made a mistake. You yeah, heard like we a song. There. You came on the radio that reminded you of her, and you're like thinking about it. You're like, I'm running to the airport right now. Yeah. Don't want to fall asleep. Yeah. 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 Bam. Was Aerosmith was just miss last. You, Just babe. give me a one way ticket yeah. to Sydney. <laughs> and there's like one in like, was in it like ten down minutes. Under? Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, what, land down under. Minute work. And <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> beds are burning by midnight oil. No, it was it was fucking just skyping her, and she was in Australia. So I was like, man, that looks amazing over there. Yeah, I really want to go, so I just left. So how long were you in Australia? One year. You like it? Pretty much entire. Yeah, it was amazing. I lived in Melbourne, Byron Bay, and then Cairns up north. Because Did you get they, back together with the girl? We got together oh. for like six months, and then we broke up in oh. Australia. And yeah. I was I was single for six months in Australia, which was. Did amazing. you break up with her again? Yeah. I yeah. <laughs> double. And then she became, <laughs> I like that. And then she became a lesbian. And then she moved Whoa. to Iraq. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. Oh. Because of you. No, I think she had one more boyfriend after me, so I'm not going to take credit for that. Oh, but right. Maybe I'll take halvesies. There you go. We'll yeah. give you credit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, have, a, have a beer one day and discuss it. Good work. <laughs> nice. Okay, and were you doing... Wait, when you were in Canada, you were doing comedy or not? Yeah, yeah, I was in Canada. I started up in uh, in Whitehorse, which you guys probably don't know. It's uh, in, hmm. like in the Yukon Territory, which is like way up north by Alaska. Okay. Yeah. So by Alaska. That. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah. You guys ever been to Alaska? You should go. No. It's... I've flown over it on the way to China. Oh, well, that's the same. Pretty it much. looks cool. <laughs> I've never been to the Yukon Territory either. Oh man. I, <laughs> Yukon. I, I, Cap, you're not a very Yukon Territory type. I would. Yeah, say. it's. I know. It looks nice. Are you outdoorsy? I don't really know you that well. I'm not outdoorsy. <laughs> I mean, I'm outdoorsy in that like I like to walk outdoors. <laughs> I like to get air. If there's pavement under his feet. I like to go with my dog and walk around. But you know, that's, is that New York outdoorsy? I think he meant like camping. Camping? Yeah. In a tent? Yeah. <laughs> no. Don't Jews go to summer camp every year? Yes, but we don't. Well, yeah, we do do that. But we like when we would go camping. There's like a board underneath to sleep oh, okay. on. Okay, you guys like it's not in the wilderness. We didn't have to put the tents up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I kind of, I get it. I, I don't mind it, but uh, for like a day. But no, so you don't want to be like you don't have a tree and like sleeping on sand or ground or something like that. It's like a cabin. Our backs bed. can't handle that. Yeah. No, <laughs> it sounds very. He's <laughs> claiming the entire race, <laughs> religion, <laughs> our backs. I, I, and you, when you were in, you were working up there, right? In the Yukon Territory. So wait, you just decided to start comedy there? Yeah, it seems like a strange place to... I know, man. Well, because like, I never... I guess when I was like in Ottawa, I went to comedy shows. I always loved it. And then, but it was just so intimidating. And then I went up there, and there's just like four drunks sitting around at an open mic. And I was like, oh, I can do this. This and drunk I, knows what I'm talking about. Yeah, exactly. He'll get me. And then, the, so, yeah. The Yukon Territory is all the way in the west. Is it in the west? Or, yeah. yeah, yeah, you said Alaska. So Yeah, yeah. So why did you move there, though, to begin with? Just well, because to... I finished university with a bunch of student debt, and oh. my buddy and I were like, uh, we should go fucking work up in the drilling, like in the mines, and, and oh. pay it all off in one year. One of those guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we, and he had a sister up there. She was a crown attorney, so we had a place to stay. And we were just like, yeah, let's go, let's go check it out. We were talking about it like when we were drunk playing pool one night, and then we just woke up the next morning, and no one wanted to back down from it. <laughs> so you just did it? And then we just, like, wow. three weeks later, we packed the car and left. So you guys were miners in the Yukon Territory? 
he ended up not doing it. He just worked for like, uh, like he used his degree and got a job in like social work. And oh, I, social I, went, work. I took my history degree and uh, started drilling for gold. Wow. <laughs> Did you find awesome. any? Oh, yeah, yeah. You found gold? Yeah, man. We found lots of gold. It's crazy. Like, it's everywhere up there. But there, it's not all they drill for. There's, like, copper, molybdenum, and tungsten and shit. Mm. And so is it, like, where... Because I went to... Because they discovered gold near where I grew up in Coloma, California, right? Oh, yeah. And But we would always go, and you get, like, a little thing. A meter. And a you sift. shake it. Like the guys yeah. at the beach. A the sieve. Old... A sift or a sieve, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then you find it, but most of the time it's just fool's gold. But how did you? Is that how you guys panned? Canada's got no, real no, resources. No, it was like a proper diamond drill that goes like you know thirty three thousand feet into the ground. So but you worked for a company. You couldn't keep it, right? No. Yeah. <laughs> I did. I took a couple of rocks, <laughs> yeah. but that would, I think that would be called fool's gold too. I really? took like yeah. When the when the samples came out, it's like because when you saw black water coming up, that's when you knew you hit gold. Really? And so this, yeah, this black water would come up, and I'd be like, okay, I know this is gonna be good. And like whenever I like I had to break the my job was to break the core samples out of the tube from drilling. Yeah. And I'd have to put them in like little five foot like boxes in little rows so we know like where you drilled and so um yeah so i just take a little chunk out and put it in my pocket i brought a few home with me and you never sold it or like looked it up on the open market no it's so, so no. what what kind of people worked in the besides you worked in the drilling oh, it's fucking rough man like they <laughs> <laughs> it is rough like dudes like man they make like i made amazing money i probably made like 10 grand a month and Whoa. these guys made like three times what I would make. Wow. And you'd work six weeks straight, you get a week off, and you'd come back, and, I, and you'd work with the same driller if you paired up well. And so I'd come back, and the guy would be like, uh, man, can you, bum me, can you lend me like 20 bucks for a pack of smokes? Like Because they just blow it? Spend 30 grand all on gambling, crack, <laughs> and hookers. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. We gotta go. Yeah. Up there. <laughs> yeah. and they That's why we it. need the Keystone Pipeline. We need to create more jobs like this, apparently. <laughs> Good comics can get a day job. And this is a good guys idea. Guys can yeah. Wait, send so the hookers up their, there. During their one week off, they would blow thirty grand because yeah. you can't spend it while you're there, right? There's like nothing. to well, do. Well, the yeah. smart hookers, they you know they, they go to the world. <laughs> they go to the World Cup. They go to where the the men with money are. They're gonna go up to where this is. Oh, oh for men. That's true. There's no women in town probably. They oh. want yeah. Their first stop yeah. is like the Middle East. Yeah, all well, the sheep. Like wherever the World Cup is, they go to where any big soccer events are. Then boom. Yeah, Qatar. Up to the pipeline, and straight to the Yukon territory. Yukon <laughs> territory. Yukon, yeah, that's like that's a stop on the on the old horse circuit. <laughs> you know this is a. You know this is a. <laughs> these are the guys who are like the gold <laughs> drillers and the gold <laughs> diggers. <laughs> exactly, exactly. The guys who are horn up there is they're like, what are you doing? Like, I'm going home to see my kids. Oh, I'm taking my kids to Disneyland. I'm gonna stay here. Yeah, I'm gonna stay here and blow thirty grand in two weeks. See, watch your fest. I'm gonna chill out here for the week. Yeah. Oh man, there's fucking just so many crazy characters up there. Like they try and break you right at the beginning. That's like a, it's like a, kind of rite of a passage thing. Okay. So like when you start, they just pair you up with the dirtiest motherfucker. This guy they, <laughs> the guy they prison. The guy they paired me up with, man. He looked camp. like he looked. Remember uh, the movie Striptease? Remember. Uh, Burt Reynolds in striptease. Yeah, he looked like that. Like he had like greasy long handlebar mustache and like long scraggly gray hair. <laughs> was he a Canadian guy? <laughs> he was a Canadian dude. He's from Winnipeg. I remember I had to wait for him like five hours because he missed his flight because he passed out at the airport. <laughs> 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 from where? <laughs> from Winnipeg Just, up up north. Uh, had a sweet tooth for the airport bar. Yeah, so he came smelling like booze. <laughs> so they they take us straight to the helicopter you have pad. To, you have to drive them. It's like part of pledging. To pick the guys up at the airport. <laughs> <Pretty much. laughs> yeah. You're like the freshman. Rookie. Hey, rookie. Yeah. <laughs> Hold my bag. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's pretty much it, man. Like, reality show up there. They just, guys. yeah, they just make you his little bitch. And so. <laughs> and I, how old would this guy have been? Let's call him Charlie. He he looked like he was going to die in like three days. <laughs> he was like 25, but he yeah, was 70. He's probably like 37. No, he, he's probably in his like 40s or 50s. And uh, so they, they take us to the helicopter. He's all nice and jovial and he's being polite to everybody. And then we, they drop us off where we work, and we're working the 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. shift. So we're driving, th we're flying through mountains in this helicopter. They drop us off the pad. We get going to work, and this is like my first job, so I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. And he just starts screaming at me. Just starts fucking like, you useless pile of shit. You're fucking worthless. Get the fuck out. And he's just like screaming at me. <laughs> and he's like, go change the hose right now. So I go out, and it's like we're in five feet of snow. This is in May up there, so it's still really cold. Five feet of snow. I'm trying to like change a hose. Because there's a hole in it, so I have to like I have to change it, and there's water blasting out everywhere. I, I look like T1000 from uh, from Terminator 2. You know when he freezes and breaks? Yeah. Like water spraying all over me and freezing instantly, and I'm just like crackling. 
And this is just you and him on a mountain? Just him and I, and it's like midnight, and he's just screaming. Mountain House star. Love is in the air. <laughs> and so what happens? Just quickly to back up. The helicopter drops you off. Two of us just go out. And it flies away. Yeah. And then it's you and Charlie. Yeah. And, Holy and shit. This, and one first aid attendant lady. Okay. <laughs> just flies away. She sits there. You have to jump out of it. You're not like uh, skydiving. But, no, no. Yeah. We get, you get out of it. And uh, so, so the hose breaks. What's that? So the hose breaks. So the hose breaks, yeah. And so hey, this goes on, and, and I fixed it, and he's just screaming at me, like, do it faster, and he's screaming. I'm like, holy shit. But in my head, I'm like, I'm not going to get broken. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick it out. And, like, at the end of the night, I went back to the, uh, the, where the helicopter pad and the first aid attendant lady is, and she's like, man, normally all I hear through the night is the sound of the drill, but all I could hear was him screaming at you last night. <laughs> Jeez. And I was like, yeah, he's, he's really giving it to me. So anyways, this goes on for, like, a week, and, uh, like, a week goes by, and it's like, 6.30 in the morning, we're just finishing another, you know, real fucking bad shift. And I get on the snowmobile to drive our core rock samples back to the helicopter pad. And I went off the path a little bit and just sunk into like five feet of snow. Okay. And then he comes out and he's like, oh, you fucking pile of shit. What the fuck's wrong with you? And he starts <laughs> screaming at me again. I'm like, I'm like, you know what, man? You did this like a half hour ago, which he did. And I was like, all I did was go and help you. So you know what? Go fuck yourself. And he grabs a pipe. Well, you told him that? Yeah, I was like, I'm, I'm done with this shit. This is one week into a six-week job. Yeah. And he grabs a pipe wrench, and he goes, you watch your mouth, you little shit, or I'll fucking crack your head open with this thing. <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> yeah. This is why you get paid so well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. you got to deal with almost dying. Yeah, you do like, you know, 80 hours a week of this shit. Just send this guy the whore earlier. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Loose, relax a little. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This guy that would have made my life way easier. And so I was like, all right, man, I'm fucking, after he threatened me, I was like, I'm done. I'm out of here. I'm not fucking working with this guy. And so I go back. And how do you go back? So like, yeah, where do you, you go? go? I just walked. I just walked on the path. My snowmobile snunk in the, in the snow. How, how walked far path away? to where? You walked to where? You're on it's a mountain. Probably like, you know, like a kilometer or two or a mile, whatever. We don't know is. what a kilometer yeah. is. So. <laughs> <To> base, <laughs> to base camp? Yeah, yeah. No, no, where the like, helicopter pad was. But so but, where the drill is and where the helicopter pad is not the same place. But what's the helicopter pad? Like there's just. It's just a flat area of ground that they've cleared out. There's people there. There's like there's just one save me. There's there's one uh, tent for the first aid lady and there's one cabin for our supplies. This is like Nam. Yeah. So the f- the like first aid lady is down there, the but like if you get like, how would they even know if you need first aid? She has a she has a satellite phone. This is like you know almost ten years ago. She had a satellite phone and a shotgun. Jeez. And some first aid attendant shit, just in case a bear came. <laughs> wow. Kaplan, I don't think your back could handle this. <laughs> no yoga mats to sleep on or anything. Yeah. I was just thinking, I know how to work satellite phones, so I could be the satellite phone guy, but... Yeah. <laughs> I, I, you could be the girl I in the I definitely could cabin. shoot a bear. Yeah. If I had a gun and a bear came at me, it would just... I, I don't know. Oh, I would just man. offer him the gun to eat. And... All right, so then, so wait, he t- he holds a, a pipe. This is like Clue, like with the pipe <laughs> yeah. on the mountain, <laughs> Professor Mustard. The candlestick, yeah. No, he he just did, he just said that. So we had like a half hour left before the helicopter came by. I went back to where the first aid lady was, and she's like, yeah, I heard all that. He's fucking nuts. And she took the gun, and she's like, don't let him in here. That guy's fucking crazy. So wait, you she got heard it like it's cabin? echoing or? Yeah, because the drill was off when this happened. We shut it off so she could just hear him screaming in our little exchange that we had. And uh, so she's like, yeah, that guy's fucking nuts. I don't blame me for quitting. And I was like, all right. Well, I kind of felt bad, you know, because I was like, I'm going to stick this out. And I, when I put my mind to it, like, I'm going to do it. Yeah. And so anyways, we sat there and he came back and sat on the other drill tent. He's just sitting there on the stoop smoking a cigarette. And then the helicopter came. And where her. were you? I was in the tent with her. So you guys are in a tent, he's in another tent. Right beside us, yeah. Got just it. not talking. It's kind of awkward and quiet. And no one for mo- kilometers. <laughs> no. For, for, and so the helicopter comes, and out comes the foreman right away. And I just, like, mouth to him. I'm like, I'm done. I just said, it. I'm out of here. I'm done. He just looked at me and gave me, like, a little nod. And, I was, and then just looked the other way and kept walking. I was like, oh, cool. He doesn't give a shit, you know? Just, yeah. just another drop in the bucket. And then he starts taking these big, like, fucking Shaquille O'Neal steps towards the driller. And just grabs him by the both shoulders and just drives his knee right through his face. Oh! <laughs> and hops on top of him, just starts fucking just feeding him, just punching him in the face, like whoa, just beating him relentlessly. And I'm like, my <laughs> eyes just go like golf balls. And everybody else, all the helicopter sees my eyes, and they're like, they run over to see what's happening, and then they just stop, and they're like, they just sat there and kind of nodded, like, all right, we heard this guy was gonna get the shit kicked out of him. Whoa! Yeah, and so as he's <laughs> as he's like punching him. I, they're, like, they're stopping and they're talking a little bit and I, I'm like kind of close enough where I can like l- hear a little bit and they're talking and he's punching him and he turns over and looks over his shoulder at me and he goes, were they your boot insoles in the dryer? And I was like, what? 
And then I had this flashback of like waking up that day at three o'clock in the afternoon because we worked the night shift. I woke up at three o'clock in the afternoon and I forgot to dry off my boot insoles. They were your soaking. Boots. Yeah, the, the insoles. Oh, the insole in your yeah, boot. Yeah, yeah, the insulator, like the soft part. So they're soaking wet. So I, I usually leave them by the fire when you go to sleep, but I didn't do that. So I just, I got up and I had to work in like, you know, three hours. So I just threw them in the dryer without looking. What do you and mean the, dry, like the dryer? A, like a washer dryer? Yeah, they have a wash and dryer. This is back at base camp. It's like a hunting lodge thing. Okay. I could be. I could do the laundry. Yeah, you can. <laughs> so I threw it in there, and uh, and I didn't know this guy's fucking wife and two daughters came to visit. So all of his family's clothes were in there. So I stunk his whole family's clothes up like dirty boots. Oh, you threw them in there with other clothes and stuff. Yeah, I didn't even look. I just threw it in and pressed the button. So that's why the guy's beating the crap out of the guy because he because we had the same boots. So he's beating the crap out of him because he put his soles. <laughs> <laughs> so he's beating them. And he just goes. He's like. Boom, boom. He looks over me. He's like, were they your boot insoles? And all this goes through my head. And I just went, no. And he turned around and just kept fucking <laughs> So it had nothing to do with a lead pipe or any of that? No, nothing. It had nothing to do with the mean shit he said to me or being a cunt. It was because of what I did that got his ass kicked. And you had the same size shoe? Same. Well, well the just, sole, insoles are probably all The like same insole. Size. It just looked the exact same, wow. yeah. Because everyone, everyone wears the same big green rubber boots there. And uh, and what happened? So then, what happened? So then we had to share. So they fired a lot of him. Anger, by the way, for they fired him. In a they fired him. Yeah, because of the boot insoles. Yeah, I guess so. He was. He was. Did just he like, get a lawyer? <laughs> <laughs> Crackheads don't have He's lawyers. They just go. Boot insoles. If you would have got some DNA on those insoles, you could have proved they were. Remember his. the guy who was representing that uh, Vietnamese guy on the United flight? Should yeah. represent this guy. Yeah, my yeah. client. Blue shirt. Yeah, no. Also, how long ago could he still sue based off this podcast? Oh, fuck, man. He's probably, <laughs> he's got to be dead. Shout out to. He's either dead or like fucking with some fucking hooker in like Tijuana or something. Oh, my shit. gosh. And what about the girl in the tent? And, wait, so he Does gets she... fired immediately after he gets his ass? So we shared, we shared it. <laughs> Yeah, like they put him to a hospital. I would be like, fire me or kick my ass. Don't do both. <laughs> we had to share a helicopter ride home, looking at each other. Like, you and you and the guy. Yeah, we faced. We were facing each other in the helicopter. <laughs> in ride. His face is all black and blue. <laughs> you were doing a Huey. <laughs> Did he ever rat you out for the insults? Did he ever say like those weren't mine? I don't. I think he was too stupid and fucking like strung out to know. <laughs> oh my god. But he had to because I had this. Wait, so on my he face. just assumed it was him too? I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But you took the insoles just, out to wear them that day, so they just somehow knew that they had been in there. They like just they just assumed they were his because he was a degenerate. Like, over the weeks, people have been finding out what he was saying, so this See, guy's a cunt. That's the thing. My mom used to teach, like, uh, second grade or something, you know, and she always said, like, all you have to do is, like, your first, when you're in school, like, your first couple weeks, just be, like, a model student. Let the other kids be the idiots, and then they'll get blamed for everything the rest of the year. Yeah, exactly. Good advice, Myrna Sparks. <laughs> yeah. So she always just made sure the first few That's weeks. I was always blamed for stuff because I was always getting in trouble in the beginning. You get in trouble in the beginning, clown. you're screwed because yeah. the teacher, they'll, they'll punch you in the face like yeah. this guy. Yeah, man. So is I that like normal in Canada for exit? Like when, when HR fires people, so is that wait, normal? Though? Well, not in like Toronto at a bodega or something wait, like that. But and, so, <laughs> and so then you're doing comedy in the middle of all this? Well, I For like him and the lady in the cabin? I would say. So where's everybody going to fall in love with this lady in the tent? Funny story about my sure boots tent with this girl. last night. Who rescued him? No, I had to hold on to that story for six weeks until I got home to my buddies. And it's the first thing I said as soon as I got through the door. I was like, man, let's sit down, grab a beer, and listen to this fucking thing. Yeah, you tell you got territory, that story's not abnormal. They wouldn't even laugh. <laughs> yeah. They didn't know. Like, <laughs> They're like, wait, what? I don't get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, what's the joke? So. What's the joke? <laughs> yeah, you guys ass kicked. Yeah. Whatever. So you gotta wait till <laughs> you, you get to your East Coast elites of Canada to tell <laughs> yeah. those jokes to. No, it's a hard fucking life up there, man. They don't fuck around. And so what happened? They send you a new guy? Yeah, they sent me this guy. He was like my age. He smoked weed and he was awesome. And then you didn't, did you start bullying him? Yeah, because no. you like, you, that's how you were raised. That's, that's the only that's thing you know. Yeah, that's all you know. That's all you know about. That's what I, yeah, by the time you're like a senior in high school, you're like, this is just how it's done. Yeah, you start beating the show. Yeah. Take your insoles and rub his face. Just framing people the whole time. Yeah. Get a p lead pipe and throw his snowmobile off a mountain. you offer to at least clean their dryer, get a little vinegar or something, throw it in there and unstink it up? I, oh, man, I didn't say shit about it. I just like tried to forget about it and then, mm -hmm. so hopefully like it just didn't come back. Like I worked for them for the whole year and I was just waiting for it to come back and haunt me. Well, Wait, when, okay. When they listen to this podcast, it's going to come back. That guy's <laughs> to New York. Who knows, man? This guy was crazy so hopefully... Uh... <laughs> and so what's your address? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I about 167 Bleaker. No, I don't... <laughs> <laughs> Wait, and so... Um, okay. So then you're doing... Somehow you're doing comedy in the middle of that there. Yeah, yeah. 
And then you go, and then you <laughs> So is that when you decide, you break up with the girl, and then you go to the Yukon Territory, almost die, and you're like, I better get back together with this girl. You no, know, then I went to Toronto to be a comedian, and that's where I met her. Got it. Oh, and then so we broke cool. up, and then she yeah. and she moved to Australia, and I, I, I lived in Toronto for a couple of years, and then fucked off. And then you moved to, eventually you made your way to Taiwan. How'd that happen? Yeah, well, because when... <laughs> This is going to make me look like a pile of shit. But anyway, so after I broke up with that girlfriend, I started seeing this Irish girl in Australia. Yeah, and, right. our, and you turned her into a lesbian. Yeah. And you're just like, <laughs> this country. She doesn't talk to me, so I don't know where, <laughs> where she Shout out. <laughs> Shout out to her. We have a lot of Irish listeners. Yeah. Maybe they know her. What's her name? We'll She's track. from Cork. Uh, her name is Allie. All right, we'll track Allie and Cork. Yeah. We'll track her down. Shout out. Um, so, so yeah, we moved. We were done. You know, we were done. Our visas ran out at the same time, and we're like, oh, we still like each other. Let's keep traveling. And then started doing the look of like how to travel in Asia to make money and stuff. Yeah. And so we got, you know, we both started teaching, and we moved to Gaozhong in Taiwan. Gaozhong, and you were in because I went down to Taiwan one time, but it wasn't where you. I was in like the Taipei. You were in Taipei, yeah. And you were not. There's like one city basically in Taiwan, right? There's there's Taipei, which is like they have like eight million or so people there, and then the next biggest city would be Gaozhong, where I live, and it was like maybe three million. Two yeah, million. and you started doing comedy. You started the comedy scene there, right? Kinda, yeah. Like I mean, there already was a scene going in uh, in Taipei. They had the Republic of Comedy going, but it was kind of like namby pamby. And then so I started something in Gaozhong with uh, Sam Yarbrough, who you met, I think. Or I don't know if you met him. Wait, was Possibly. this was this before your comedy scene, or what year is this? I don't know. What year? When did you guys do it? Two years ago, maybe oh, three years sorry. ago. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, we met because um, we started the the competition, the, the festival, right? Yeah, yeah. The Shanghai Comedy Fest or whatever we call it, Shanghai Comedy Festival, yeah. I think. And then you came up and did that. Yeah, that would have been what 2015 in February. I think so. Yeah, February yeah. 2015. That's where I met you guys. Yeah, and then so we started hanging out there, and then you came here, and we all hung out here. Yeah. So how was it in Taiwan? Because you guys, you guys could say there was no restriction on what you could say, right? Nothing. Yeah. Because in we China, we to talk about Taiwan because I don't know what the policies are of the. We can talk about yeah, Taiwan. Podcast. It's the same place as China. It's oh, do you have the three T's rule on this podcast we, because it's broadcast in China? We have a well, one we state. Can, we can a one state policy here, right? We're, yeah, one we're China a one, policy. Yeah, we're a one China policy. <laughs> <pod>. <laughs> one China policy. <laughs> That's hilarious. We can edit it because we put it out in China. Okay. Uh, but uh, no, but you can mention that they're two separate places. They are you different places. Because I was trying to decide who yeah. brought comedy yeah. to China since Taiwan is China. It was just, that's what <laughs> well, I was going to say. That, <laughs> but in, in mainland China, you have certain things you can't talk about. You can't talk about uh, politics, Chinese politics, all that kind of stuff. But in Taiwan, you could, right? Yeah, you can. They're, they're, they seem to be pretty open there, yeah, for freedom of speech. And also, nobody knew what the fuck we were doing either. Like, yeah. you know, 60 expats knew what we were doing in Gaozhong and then Jai okay. in China. And so, like, it was so new, you know. In Taipei, they had uh, they had this fucking psychopath who got deported, a Canadian dude, and he would it's call. Canadians are real. He called immigration on the comedians, and they would show up at comedy shows because no. it's technically illegal because like you yeah. can only do what your visa states, which is Sh teaching. Yes. And so, like, they were all paranoid up there. They didn't even want to advertise or anything like that, or say who would be performing or anything. But down south, I was like, what was his it. motive for this? Well. He just because be a dick. he, uh, I think he was like a paranoid schizophrenic. Oh. But he, yeah, he thought everyone was out to get him. Like I met him once. I did a show with him, and he said he was going to pay me a certain amount, and he didn't. And then I just didn't work with him again. And he just started like sending me all these like, like fucking homophobic and like crazy rants and shit like that. And I was like, man, this guy. I started, I fucked with him a little bit. I told him to like meet me at like this place to fight or whatever and shit like that. And <laughs> yeah. I, just, I wasn't even in the city. Like I was, I right, just right. started fucking with him. <laughs> but, but he was, yeah, he was crazy. And so everyone, but it worked up there. Like everyone feared him. And I was like, just this guy's a fucking lunatic. There's all these around Asia. I assume a lot of places have this, but they get these like, there's all these little comedy scenes. And then one guy just decides he's the leader and goes on this like Kim Jong ill power trip. Yeah. Right. Where they're just like the dictator. Wasn't of that comedy you? In these little towns. <laughs> that was me. Yeah. That was you. That was the Sujo scene. <laughs> I was that. Yeah. Um, and then, but that happened. Sujo Hitler. That's what they call it. They did. Yeah. 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 That was nice. my nickname. Yeah. And then you, but you come into these towns, you're right, and there's these like people who just like everyone's like, ooh, don't mess with him. You're like, yeah, what? What is he gonna like? It's not so let me on his weekly open yeah. mic or there's something. There's 30 people in this scene, and somehow we have drama. How? Exactly. How can we like? How do we fucking get on as a species if we can't even make comedy work? Yeah, and it's true. All these visas, cat. So when you go, when you live in these other countries, like, you have to work on whatever your visa states specifically. You, you can't know? even volunteer. 
Yeah, like through your visa say ice cream truck or what did it? It said ice cream man. Ice cream man slash uh, Sujo's Hitler. Sujo's Hitler. <laughs> as long as I fell within those parameters, right. Mr. Softy, I could do whatever I want. Okay, Mr. you just said Mr. Softy. Yeah. Um, and so you were there a couple years. Yeah. Uh, well, almost four. Four years yeah. doing comedy the whole time. Uh, maybe the first. I think the first year I was just drinking. There you go. Yeah, and then the last three was comedy. Yeah. Yeah. Drinking can take a lot of time. Whew, man. It'll sidetrack you. <laughs> and when you know <laughs> Asian drinking episode. Uh, <laughs> how many pe- how many comedians were there in Taiwan? Uh like maybe I don't know, maybe twenty. Twenty total in the whole total, island. Yeah. That I knew anyways, yeah. And then how many of those were Taiwanese people? Zero. Zero. Oh no, there were a couple. Okay. There were a couple, I shouldn't say zero. And it was all in English. Yeah. They didn't do any Chinese language. No, not that I know of. Like, I think they started to a little bit. There were, yeah, there was like, yeah, German, and uh, there were a couple people that were doing it in English. Do you think they'd be open to it? Because I know, like, comedians now in China, like, we started this scene, and then Chinese people started doing it in Chinese, which is great. They should if they were smart, yeah. Yeah. I don't think uh, anybody there is, like, would be that ambitious, though. Okay. But, they like, if, man, it's there. It's... It's so ripe right there. Like they're, they're just so hungry for entertainment, and nobody's doing it because they're either afraid or they're just not enough talent. They're afraid of what the uh, the what government they, and all that shit. Say? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. And then, so how do you like being in New York? I love it, man. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I'm, I'm broke as hell, which sucks. Yeah, but uh, I like yeah, like I went from in you know Taiwan doing what I love 25 percent of the time and working 75 percent of the time to like. This way, so that's what comes. Now it's the opposite ratio. Now I'm doing what I love seventy five percent of the time. Oh yeah, that's and then you're paying. You're yeah, you're working. You're teaching to pay the bills, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then there's a big American thing where we always assume Canadians are smarter than us. Is that true, Cap? I don't assume that, but you know, no people do. (laughs) People do. People do. Is that true or not? (laughs) Why would that be true? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> you should have a... No, I don't... Smarter. Is this guy who uh, tried to hit you with the drills? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he's a fucking nuclear physicist. No. He's probably smarter than the equivalent of him in America. Right. American guy who would hit you with the drill. Yeah, it's weird, man. When I, whenever I tell people I'm Canadian, there's like... Well, there's kind of like two reactions. There's either like the standoffish one or the people that go like, oh, man, we, you guys are so lucky. Like, we love Trudeau and all this shit. And I'm just like... It's basically the same place. You know. You know what? I, I think Taiwan is like Canada to China's America. Okay. So we're we gonna go one Ooh. one North America policy. <laughs> Kinda. I will. I will. I will disagree. <laughs> I will disagree. Why? Slightly. I've never met one Chinese person in mainland China who's like, "Oh, you guys are so much better than us for Taiwan." To Taiwan. Wait, do any, <laughs> do any Chinese people wear Taiwan flags on their backpacks when they travel? No. <laughs> this one. No. no. Oh, I hate that. My mom sewed a. A Canadian flag to my backpack, and I was so. But you're actually Canadian, so yeah, it's okay. No, I've seen oh, American, you mean like people that that there's American liberal oh. types who would be like, I wear a Canadian flag because I'm They're embarrassed. Like, I just am so embarrassed by this administration. <laughs> oh, like, they were doing so that like during Bush. Bush yeah, that's what I'm saying. You, you can't. If like, you, the worst is yet to come, buddy. That's so <laughs> what do they do now? They put two Canadian flags on. Yeah. yeah. Like how that, annoying are those people? That's it's well, like the, is the, that cultural appropriation of your country? No, but then you're admitting <laughs> that defines you. Exactly. Why? Right? Like, why does that define who? If that, like, you know what I mean? Like, if it's like, the like the car you drive or the fucking backpack that you, the flag that you have defines you, then you're a, a shitty person. Totally agree. Because you're, yeah, you're boxed into your own country. Yeah. Right? But if you have a really nice car, then you know, <laughs> it's not quite the same. It's a Maserati. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you can it goes afford 185. it, <laughs> you can wear a flag of your car. So yeah. Okay. And so what, then you said there's this other side that people are standoffish towards Canadians? What does that mean? Uh, well, I think, well, and the same thing is in, in Canada, too. Like, there are some dudes that are hardcore Canadians that go, like, fucking Americans or whatever. I would know? love those people. Because yeah, really? we, we never get them in the news. Yeah, you don't see that. You just see us as these, like, polite, uh, like, sta- you know. Yeah, when in Toronto, it's all like, very polite. It's and, all a uh, Michael Moore movie of him walking around and nobody has guns and everyone's doors unlocked. I've, wanted, I've been to Montreal. Everyone was nice there. Everyone like, I like the people you. who are speaking French, but it's not like when you're in Paris and there's, like, this, like, it's sort of. annoying? It's not, well, it's not, like, just, like, uh, pressure of, like, they don't hate Americans. Like, you feel like people there, I don't know. So First of all, I've been these to people, France. They don't hate Americans either. I know they don't actually. That's just like a stereotype. That's but a whole but people act this way. They're like, you have to be like on your in Canada. You just I don't know. Well, and I don't know. Maybe some Canadians would fucking hate me for saying this, but there seems to be uh, like this like big brother mentality instilled within us, like that you guys are our big brother. So even though you like sometimes you might hate your big brother and he treats you like shit, yeah, you still right. look up to him, and there's still that still like rings out in your personality, it's like pop culture, and stuff yeah, like that. exactly. Like we you know we watch these shows and like you know fucking. 
everybody wants to go to like LA or everybody wants to go see the Grand Canyon or live in New York or something like that. Like it's it's just, you know, you I don't know. Well, for me anyways, that's how I feel. Yeah. Look at that. I We're the big it, brother. I find it Big brothers can be assholes, but you know. <laughs> yeah. But you still love your brother. Keep pinching the Yes. Yeah. Wait, so would you say that mostly, like, it's a, everyone's, like, when they find out you're Canadian and in the U.S., they're like, wow, like, they think it's cool? I haven't had any negative things yet. You could probably meet girls as a Canadian. And, sure. Oh, yeah. How's that going? <laughs> good. I, you know what? I, I mean, any any Canadian women here, it's really good, too. It's a slam dunk. Yeah. No, because really? I could get, I could see that, because it's like being, like, my friend was a tall guy in college, uh, Brian Kelly, shout out. And <laughs> tall guys don't need shout outs. They're already doing well enough. Don't give him. He, always, that he always had a theory that, like, when we went to a college party, if he could, like, see, because he could see above everybody. He was, right. like, 6'5. Mm. He was like, if you ever That's see why a tall, tall point guard, it's huge. You can see above the Yeah, defense. he was like, if you see a tall girl, he's right. like, I just know. Like, I'll, right, because she's not going out with a guy shorter than yeah, him. Yeah, he's like, if so nothing like, else, like, I can talk to her. Yeah. Is it the can same you, way with Canadians? Sort of, yeah. Yes or well, no? can you spot a Canadian, like, across the room? Can you look at someone and be like, that person's Canadian? If they're wearing a hockey mask or something? <laughs> no, but when <laughs> but when I, like, match with them on Bumble, I'm like, I already know, kind of. You can you can kind of see it. See well, the eyes. Can- like, There's Canadian eyes? Yeah. You know you're uh, a... little well, bit more hope. Yeah, you know. <laughs> a little more hope. You also know, like, you're like, oh, I get that genre. I get what we're doing. Yeah, like this one girl, we just we were talking. She had tickets to the Rangers and Habs game, and we just started talking immediately and like hit That's it off. That's such a Canadian date. <laughs> yeah, you got a hockey game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Somebody gets hit with a puck, you make out. Yeah, it's love at first sight. Yeah. Oh. So, all right, should we get to the news? All right, we got. Oh wait, for, before that, what do you have anything to promote? No, uh, you can go to follow me on Instagram at Rob Stalky Comedy. Boom! You're at the Lantern. We're perform- We're both performing at the Village Lantern all Always the time. Always at the Lantern, like yeah, eight times this weekend. You got a QED a lot. So if you want to track, if you're listening up there and you want to track you down over that uh, insults incident, yeah. If you're yeah. the girl from uh, Cork or like, uh, <laughs> yeah. girl, uh, Allie, I love you. Trapped yeah. in Australia, yeah. a lesbian. Les- yeah. Come to the all your enemies or, or, or the guy. Or yeah. Find you at the Lantern. <laughs> the guy who threw you off the snowmobile. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> Do it. Fuck so it. great for your show if he just shows up and starts heckling you Fine with, like, with the pipe and <laughs> he's got <laughs> pipe wrenches. <laughs> well, he like time. likes it. He's like, do the one about me. <laughs> uh, I haven't heard that story yet. Uh, yeah. Oh my god! I All right. remember it. I was beaten senseless. Let's get to the news. Get to it. Everybody, now the news. Let's, Let's get, get to, it. to the news. The goddess. Uh, oh, this is from the New York Times. It's oh wow, New York Times. The Real New York news. Times. Look fake, at that. Fake news, but whatever. <laughs> that rag. <laughs> Comedy like, rag. There, yeah. The goddess Ewan Ka. You know her. Ivanka Trump is oh. a hit in China. This <laughs> says they call her Ewan Ka. Is her Chinese name? Ewan Ka. I also don't like. First of all, they pick Chinese names. Like you need to. If you because I saw Kobe Bryant play in China. In the Olympics, and everyone in the audience was like, Kobia, Kobia. They were like yelling right, at him. Sounds like you're choking. He didn't know what they were talking about. Oh, I said Ginobili. They were like, Ginobili, Ginobili. Right. Well, Ginobili's really worldly. He probably knew what they were talking about. No, he didn't. Oh. He's like walking by, and then I was like, I yelled. I was like, Manu Ginobili. And he like looked at me immediately because <laughs> that's his name. Like, who is that? All I have to say to China, if you're going to, I'm going to mansplain to China for a second. Yeah, mansplain a little. If you're going to pick a new name for someone in America, and they don't know it, let them know what their name is. You know what yeah, I'm maybe saying? Maybe let them yeah. pick it. But in Taiwan, I noticed, I used to watch NBA. In Taiwan, sometimes I watch the Taiwan feed, they would just call him by the real name. Yeah. They'd be like, Kobe Bryant. Yeah, yeah. He's huge over there. Yeah. Uh, in China, like, is I, Yao Bing in Taiwan, too? Or is there... Yao Bing? Yao... No. Uh, it's what, like, who's Yao Bing? Who's, <laughs> <laughs> who's Ivanka? That's his daughter, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know who Ivanka Trump was. Wait, Ivan- yeah. Because so- his wife was a similar name. I don't well, know. how much of this American stuff gets into Canada with the politics? They know Trump. Do they know Donald Trump's president? I haven't been there in five years, but it's pretty big. Everyone, yeah. everyone watches CNN. Well, a lot of people. What do people think of Trudeau up there? Because here, you're right. Everyone's like, oh, he's like the best thing ever. But no one actually in America knows his real political standpoint. They just think he's like handsome and they just, yeah, he's like a good-looking good- guy, and he looks he's young. Well, isn't product he lets- of nepotism, right? He lets immigrants well. in. Yeah, but just like our oh, president. His, his reputation probably won him that election, I'd say, and the fact that he's good-looking, yeah. Right. 
But his and, dad and, was the prime minister, right? And uh, yeah, 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 way back in the in the seventies. But and just for the sheer fact that there was a conservative government before, like, don't you guys feel like it's just a game where it just goes they go one back way and forth? And, yeah, and they get excited if the liberals it's just like, timing. Yeah, yeah. And also, so like, is he? Should everyone love him, or is that just what we think in America? Um, I think a lot of people like my age love him, but uh, there's a lot of people out west. They're like in the drilling, and he's like kind of <laughs> the newfies with yeah. the newfies thing. <laughs> the yeah. newfies are not they, big fans. So, man, they are not liking him. <laughs> As the newfies go, so goes. <laughs> they're like, hey, he's too ugly, he's too attractive. Get this they- guy out of there. No, they, he's like, uh, you know, because he's because whenever you make things good for the most amount of people, then you make them bad for the people that make a lot of money. So like like in a you know oil driven. The newfies are rich. Well, they, they're like working the oil driven economy, like in Alberta or uh, like Calgary and shit like that. And it's like, it's taken a big hit. So, you know, now there's already this fucking guy named uh, Kevin O'Leary. Do you guys know who that is? Is he, is he the guy from the, the comedian? TV show? Yeah, from Shark Tank, old white conservative millionaire dude who's going to run for our leader next. He's like their new Trump. Yeah. Oh, wow. You have a Trump. Congrats. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> big Brother has taught you well. Yeah, that's how it's going to go, man. So, yeah, yeah we, we get. Big Brother smokes, you guys smoke. We want one of those fucking yeah. camels. <laughs> no, can, I, can I just say something about, uh, about Kobe? Because I teach um, online now, so I like we have. I sometimes I play these little you games. You teach kids in Asia in Beijing online. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow, sounds like a good idea for the pod. Start. So sometimes, <laughs> yeah, that'd be. <laughs> sometimes, man, I just like I finish early and I have to kill like five minutes, so I'll get these flashcards and they're a rhyming game. So the two cards and it'd be like you know car jar and you show them two different pictures and they have to know what they are. Okay. So they're like car jar and they'd be like bat hat and then I show her a fan a picture and she goes fan and I show her a picture of. The, and then there's a, a, a black dude. Yeah. And she go, I go, so I go, she goes, fan. I show her that and she goes, Kobe Bryant. Just the black guy? It was supposed <laughs> to be man. It was, yeah, it was, like, it was, yeah, it was like bar jar. Fan, fan Kobe, Kobe Bryant. Bryant. <laughs> That's how oh. synonymous he is. He is he's, the race. He's the black yeah. guy. <laughs> yeah. He is the entire race. That's what I. So that's, not Obama or Kaplan, like... That's how big you should want to be. That when they see you, they're just like Jewish person. <laughs> <laughs> that's my goal. Jesus. That seems a little harder. <laughs> I want to. When they see me, yeah, they're like you know uh, whatever Protestant. Right. <laughs> you're the white man. When they see a picture of any white man, it'll be you. Exactly. Isn't that, I thought that's what your petition was. Why he left and came here to conquer us. It pretty much was for China. Hitler, Sujo Hitler. They see you. Hitler. <laughs> um, was Hitler? Are a Protestant? I don't even know. I don't. You don't want to go down that road. Right Non-denominational. Now, huh? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but anyway, I, this, so Ivanka's huge in. Uh, oh, China. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> so in the United States, Miss Trump, Miss Trump, Mrs. Trump, yeah, has become a controversial. She's become a controversial figure, battling persistent questions about business conflicts and criticism for not doing more to moderate her father's policies towards women. But in China, Mrs. Trump is widely adored. Her lavish, lavish lifestyle and business acumen resonate with many young women, uh, professional women who are hungry for fame and fortune in a society that often equates material wealth with success. She's yeah. very independent, said Wing. How do you pronounce that? <laughs> First of all, you know, Wang is wrong. Yeah, wrong. <laughs> You're already off. She represents what you're looking for. <laughs> to yeah. marry to a decent family, to look good, and to have your own career. Say the I'm second gonna, part. Yeah, Wang, how quote. do you pronounce that? Wait. <laughs> Mrs. How do you pronounce that? Uh, uh, Wang, I'm uh, done. Wong? Edit that out of the Chinese podcast. I don't want to I don't want to create anti-Semitism among our But Wong, anyway. Wang Jiao Bao. So what do you think? That she's so popular. You think that's uh surprising? I think it, or? it 100% makes sense. Isn't that not I was gonna say that's not surprising to me at all. Zero percent. She's an attractive blonde woman yeah so first of all she's they were already loved right widely adored love blondes that translates just like attractive blonde secondly she her daughters her little kids uh speak chinese oh she has them in chinese class there you go and so they'll make videos like once a year at christmas saying like which is like happy new year whatever game set man who do they send that to they send it they put it on chinese internet it just explodes oh genius and so they're these little like attractive white kids Speaking Chinese and yeah. Chinese people like they go nuts. Yeah, yeah. So when she's president, we're gonna have a great relationship with China. We will. Yeah. What, about eight years and then now? secondly, they so they see her as like attractive. She has a family. She has three kids. Boom. Wait. Because you traditionally you're only allowed to have one. Now you can have two. So like people so if you have more kids. than two. That's like braggable beyond belief. No. Oh. Uh, yeah, they're cute little kids. They speak Chinese. It's like it's. Over. Were you over there when Britney Spears was in the height of her fame? Yes. Did did that like? Did you see her being idolized there as well? Because I I remember like no. a friend went to like rural China and she was blonde, didn't look like anything like Britney. And as soon as she started working, they're like Britney Spears. Oh, they just thought she looked like Britney just, Spears. Yeah, they just said Britney Spears right away. Uh, you know what? I might that might have been in the nineties. I think I was a little late for that. When okay. I was there, In Sync was popular. 
Yeah. And what was interesting is they were. You kind of look like you could be in NSYNC. Oh, yeah. I, I signed a few <laughs> autographs as uh, the guy who went to space yeah. or whatever. Who was that guy? And so. Um, it seems like you could get laid just pretending to be someone you're not in China. Nobody knows the difference between anybody. Yeah. No, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, I had a friend who, like, we were at a bar one time and um, he was like, hey, like, we were talking to these girls and they were like, oh, you look like someone famous. And he goes, just, oh, do you know Tom Cruise? And they're like, no. <laughs> and he goes, do you know Brad Pitt? And they go, yeah. And he goes, yeah, he's my cousin. Uh. And they're like, wow. <laughs> and then I think he hooked up with him that night. Wow. <laughs> so you just go through like every Just say anybody person. and be like, yeah, he's my best friend. So um, uh, what was the saying about Ivanka? I don't oh, know. it makes sense that she's, uh, that because her kids. Oh, yeah, yeah, 100%. And then she has a job and she's like career oriented. Like they, they, it goes on to say in this article that they love the fact that she started a business, which yeah. was like some clothing line, which all American people now are boycotting and hate. Right. But right? she can sell it to China. But there, I'm sure she gets We're, the clothes made in China. Are they made there? Yeah, it's like yeah. a round circle. Of... She's employing people. So just that she's doing that, they're like, oh, because I would say that um, for some reason that's being lost. Yeah, in like the outspoken, independent, sassy woman wouldn't play well over there, would it? Um, do you think so? Like, I feel, I feel like she has the disposition and the character that that really is, uh, is like think of the 1950s in America. So she would be seen as like great, mm -hmm. right? Right. Amongst I, women, I don't know. Ivanka, I don't yeah. know. I'm not gonna. That scene is like already like I'm almost thinking that if you're a true like, if she was having her kids speak Chinese in 1950s, that'd be really. <laughs> that would be odd. They're like, why? He's way ahead of the game. Way ahead. <laughs> That's like learning North Korean now. But like the whole like nep, like the the ex get with it. Think by low. Uh, <laughs> That'll be edited out from the China pod. <laughs> is uh, but the nepotism of the whole thing that by low. Yeah. That one goes by low. It's not a bad idea. You learn yeah. North Korean Take now. You're ahead that, of the game. You never you know, know. How much we might screw up this nuclear war. They might win. <laughs> So learn North Korean if we survive. <laughs> How much do you think real estate is in Pyongyang right now? I mean, we could buy a couple apartment buildings. Oh yeah, I sit would. on that for twenty years. All of a sudden, you're, that's the new Williamsburg. <laughs> that's that's the, new <laughs> the hipsters will come. Yeah. That's the most hipster thing possible. <laughs> but anyway, is. I was gonna say like the whole nepotism of the Trump family. That must seem more normal. They probably don't see like what we get offended by. Yeah. Of like Kushner being an advisor and completely yeah. not qualified. They probably don't say anything of that. You're it's right. Like, it's actually very normal. Not just normal. Chinese, like just in general, like the other, like India and a lot of countries in the world, or the third world in general for starters. But like a lot, yes. of, much of the world doesn't, uh, non, the non West. So they might, I don't well, know. Well, I also, I, kind of, I like it in third world countries where nepotism works the opposite way too. Like the son becomes the president. Right. And then all of his uncles become like the dirty guys who actually, or like what happened with the Bush era, like Bush Jr., where like the dirty uncles become the guys who actually run the country. And the reason why is because my who, brother's. Who's the dirty uncle running the country? In every like central <laughs> I mean, South American Bush country. I mean, it's the Bush years. I don't really. <laughs> What are you okay. talking about? Like, uh, George Bush is uh, one, and all his friends actually ran the United States, right? Right, but I mean, who was the dirty uncle? I, don't, I thought you meant like a family member. I was no, confused. I'm using it as a figure of speech. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I'm yeah. not following that. All right, anyway, go on. Uncle. In other okay. countries, also, uncle doesn't necessarily mean re re relative, like blood oh, relative. Oh, oh, oh. It's just like any of your dad's friends. Yeah, it's kind oh, of creepy. Your, your buddies. Yeah. All right, sorry. So my point is that <laughs> I want to be, when Ben Sparks, my brother's son, right. is uh, he's also a citizen of Costa Rica. Right. The goal is to get him to become president. So Costa Rica. Yeah, so I can sit in the back of the high school gym, hit the gavel, and actually pull the strings, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Dictator for life. Exactly. Yeah. The Sparks Hitler. Revolution of Costa Rica. <laughs> get We're coming for you, Costa Rica. Any Costa Rica listeners out there? Or maybe we should do better in Argentina to stick with the Hitler theme. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> That's me <made> out. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> next story. All right, last story. That might have been the last story, but well, we we have big news here. What do you have? Oh wait, no, we have one more. The yeah, 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 this has to be okay. Okay, last story. The world's most valuable liquor company is now Chinese. Everybody, Ooh. this comes to us from CNN Money. I like how you always give the source. Like, yes. people are going to be upset if we're not journalists. No, they want to look it up. Yeah, that's not surprising. No, they have the most amount of people, so it's just going to their, their profits are going to. Or do they? Is it being sold in America too? Well, this is up well, the this company. happened right after our drinking pod. Exactly. I think uh, we spawned this. We uh, start a lot of trends on this pod. Yeah. Um, and we got a assemblyman Kim in New York City to start looking into pedophiles in the park after right. a pedophile pod. Right. Yeah. Uh, what happened? <laughs> we had a the pedophile pod. <laughs> <laughs> our pedophile episode. We did a pedophile episode. Yeah, we interviewed a pet. No. 
That's for sweeps weeks. Did that go with the Baijo one? I brought my I brought my kids in here and some other kids, and I put the guy up. Got stinking drunk and just turned the lights off. It was, it was, it was, we've done a few different dating games. That one was not as popular. We're pushing the envelope. We're doing everything we can to get banned anywhere we can because any press is good press for us, you know? Right, right. We're screaming into oblivion right now. And we need somebody. The is down. They're no longer the top trinkets. It's, uh, what is it, Mutai? Kaplan, how about you let me read the news? I can't read. The company Mut- that <laughs> <laughs> this is CNN money, everybody. The company that makes China's eye-watering strong Mao Tai drink is edging out Diang uh, Diao the owner. Diageo. whatever. <laughs> See, <laughs> I'll read the English. <laughs> the, owner, <laughs> the owner of the owner of Johnny Walker as the world's most valuable liquor firm, Kui Chao Mao Tai, whose Fiery signature product has an alcohol content of 53%. Their Baijiu hit the market capitalization, hit a market capitalization of $71.5 billion on Friday, pushing it past Diego. Diageo. 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 An Irish company. So, uh, Baijiu, this Baijiu company, Mautai, is the number one alcohol in the world, which is uh, exciting and you're welcome. I'm surprised it's such a slow sipping drink that people are buying that much of it. But. I mean, frankly, it's surprising because it's disgusting. Did I hear I, that correctly? That the, the a Chinese company owns Johnny Walker too? No, no. The company that was number one they owns Johnny Walker. They own Guinness. They own uh, Diageo. Yeah, they own a lot of liquors. But where are they from? Uh, I think it's either Ireland or England. Fuck. Eh? Imbev so. is pretty big up there for the beers. But mm. do you know the number one beer in the world is Snow Beer, which is also it's like the Chinese. Where's like, Snow Beer? It's like the Chinese Miller High Life. Oh, it's a Chinese beer. Yeah, oh. I never only heard of it. sold in China. No. But it's number one in the world. Like you I couldn't get it in Chinatown to bring it on our episode. It's a numbers game. If you make yeah one tenth of your population alcoholics, then you you know you've done your it. job as a friend. Uh, that's a low <laughs> estimate. Yeah, I would you say think so. A lot of drinkers. Really? Yeah. Yeah. What's the Taiwanese beer? Uh, they have Taiwan Gold and then just Taiwan Beer. That's what they're both called. And gold there's something else is Reeb. Is that Chinese beer backwards? Oh, I mean Taiwanese. No, I don't know. There's like bar beer, but that's from Kieran. Yeah, I don't know, but yeah. No, it's pretty... It's anyway, congratulations, Maotai. Thank you. Uh, send us some... Commi- uh, send us some free booze. Yeah. As we a, help uh, put you over the top. It's funnier when you guys just read the news. You guys just sit here and try and read for an hour straight. <laughs> <laughs> We're not the best readers. <laughs> it's hard to read. We're working on our reading. It's hard to hold a microphone and read at the same I time. I know. It's not easy. I'm Any glad. cue cards here. All right. That's all. Thank that's... you all. Uh, thank you all for listening. I'm going to get a drink. Rob Stocky, <laughs> thanks for being on the pod. Bye, low. Buy low, Buy low. on yeah. North Korean Ooh. property, North now, Korean language studies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Could be the same as South Korean language. I'm not sure. Yeah, we should probably look that up. Yeah. So they made us speak Korean. Everybody get yeah. lost. Working in a coal mine, about to step down. Working in a coal mine, going down, down,
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.